What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast broadcast to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. My name's Keith Farrell. I'm joined, as always, by the number one Jeff in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael Garris, everybody. Mike, what's up, man? Yo, Texas. Freezing, bro. It's like Texas, 19 degrees. Yeah, whole nation right now. I can't believe how cold it is in Texas. I have a co-worker, Mike, who, who works in Houston, who is telling me that they're shutting down places just because they don't have heaters yeah. in, like, warehouses because they're not prepared for this type of stuff. Um, yeah. but I know Texas might be cold on the outside, but on the inside, Mike... The people of Texas and Houston right now, feeling good. Feeling good. They're not feeling that cold, Mike. After that whooping they put on the Browns last week. Uh, we're going to get into these playoff games, guys. Mike's going to touch on some people that are going to... We're not going to do a free agency show now, guys. But just maybe forecast who might not be franchise tags. Maybe go through some of these guys. I know T. Higgins a bunch of good free agents out there. Mike has a whole list of dudes. Just, we're getting ahead of ourselves, guys. But look, we're Jets fans. What do we got to talk about right now? Free agents. Man, hopeful things for next season is really all we have to get into. So, um, talk about some of those guys. Talk about last week's playoff games, next week's playoff games. Um, a few other little tidbits, then we'll get out of here this week, Mike. I think we'll start off with those playoff games, Mike. We can get a, start off right with that Texan game. And on our picks, we didn't get to get our picks in before the, the week one last week. I should say the first week, the wild card, we get the playoffs, Mike. Um, but our picks were pretty much the same. We differed on Texans and the Browns. I know you were you were strong for the Texans, and they took a dub. And then also the Eagles and the Bucks. Um, we differed. Most of the picks were pretty much the same. But surprising week in the NFL, Mike. Some heavy yeah. hitters. Heavy hitters went out. Oh, we'll get into that. Let's just get into the Texans real quick, Mike, and we'll run through some of these playoff games. 45-14 beat down to the Browns. Two pick sixes for Joe Flacco, basically back-to-back. Defense of the Browns, Mike, I thought they'd be a factor in this game, be the reason the Browns won the game. So the teams were pretty evenly matched, on paper at least. Didn't turn out that way, Mike. It does seem like uh, Stroud's the real deal. Yeah. Stroud, uh, right now, he's probably having the best rookie season any rookie quarterback has ever had. Um, the kid, people down here are just absolutely floored that this team is operating at the level that it's operating at with a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback, right? I mean, and the offensive coordinator, it's kind of similar to the way Zach Wilson, Robert Sala, and um, our offensive coordinator had started out a couple years ago. We won, you know, four games. Yeah. But, <laughs> and these guys made the playoffs, so it really gets to show you if you got the right coach and the right talent. You know, you know, nothing is impossible. So I thought it was a fantastically uh, run game. I thought Stroud played just out of his mind. And Joe Flacco was what we thought he was, you know. Uh, I think the Browns were what I wanted the Jets to be. There's really no excuse that the Jets were what they were. Uh, Sala, you know, making excuses about Robert Sala. I mean, uh, about Aaron Rodgers and the offensive line. You know, go ahead and take an example out of the Cleveland Browns. Well done this year. Losing Chubb, the best offensive player, losing Conklin, losing your right tackles, uh, uh, your quarterbacks. You never heard no excuses. They just went out there and they balled. So great season by the Cleveland Browns. They'll be back next season. And the Texans are going on. The wife is excited. We got all her friends coming over on Saturday. I'm going to put on a hey, guys, don't get mad at me. I'm married to a Texan fan. I'm putting on a Watt jersey for the wife. I'm doing it. I'm not a fan. I'm doing it for the wife. She puts on jet jerseys all the time for me. So I got to show the love. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, now here, here's here's where I'm going to step in. I'm just going to step in right here. 
when you say the wife puts on jet jerseys for you, it's not the same thing. Don't make an apples to apples comparison like Tapper doesn't invest emotionally in the Texans like you've ever been in the Jets because he's not. I don't. I don't care if he's. Either. That's the truth, Mike. And I know please. Houston's good. He's it. If Houston was one in fifteen, she wouldn't give an f about the Texans. Yeah. I, I'm just. I'm just saying it like that. That's typical female fan. Okay, she's from Houston. It's like Yankee fans from New York. We can't ever question the fandom. They're from here. They, yeah. get, they get to ride. They get to just ride with the squad. And I'm happy yeah. for the wifey. You putting on a jersey of another team, though. That's a little... I saw you had a post on Facebook, too, congratulating your wife. It did It did make me feel ill in my stomach when I saw it on Facebook. I get it. You're married. I'm pretty sure she was next to you on the couch during the game. Didn't even thank her publicly. Didn't even congratulate her publicly, Mike. You're trying to win husband points. I saw through that. I saw... People got hyped about it. I saw it through. I saw it for what it was. That's just a husband being a husband. All right, I'm gonna let you slide on that one. The Watt jersey. I don't know about all that, but I think it. W- I like. Look, I put the Ravens uh, mic on my sheet to win the whole thing. But I, it, our sheets aside, I love the. I love when there's chaos in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I like like the Texans are you know coming out of the left field. If they upset the Ravens, that flips the whole playoffs upside down. Oh yeah. And they look. They, and they look pretty good last week. I mean, their defense is probably middle of the. Their defense is okay. Houston, but. I think the way Stroud's playing, also my dad, before the year, a lot of shade got thrown at this kid for um, that aptitude test, that new aptitude test that said, oh, CJ Stroud got this low score, his 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 competence, his IQ. Bro, whatever, the, Mike, that test out the window. That Whatever that test was, Mike, that everyone said going to be the new one, got crushed in one season. Because Bryce Young, Mike, was everyone's darling. Right. CJ Stroud got a lot of shade thrown on him. And this kid, when he goes on a football field, his IQ is 150. You can't, you can't say nothing about him because he knows what he's doing, has touch, um, has awareness way beyond a rookie. So that's a home run for Houston right there. And I'm kind of happy for them after the whole Deshaun Watson debacle. You saw Deshaun Watson on the field, Mike, shooting that look over at your boy. <laughs> he was shooting laser beams through Stroud. So I'm yeah. happy for Tabitha, happy for the people of Houston, man. Um, and, hey, what up? I'll just say this. You'll be half proud of my son because we were watching among fans and my son reminded everyone they took an L to the Jets. Ah! <laughs> there you go. Andres, he's like, go. yeah, but they lost to the Jets. And that's right, boy. I know. <laughs> yeah, and the Jets, the Jets with wins over the Bills. They beat the Texans. They beat the Eagles. All these teams in the playoffs were 7-10. and 10. Um, You think about last year, we won seven games. This year, we won seven games. Both year, we had no offense, but one of the best defenses in the league. And this is what got Mike so... Well, Mike was so fired up about this year with the Browns, man, was just the way they're I, the Browns didn't have enough firepower versus the Texans, man. I thought the defense hold it out. They didn't, but they got there. They fought. They figured out a way as the year went on. They put flat on one different quarterback. Lost their running back, lost their quarterback, lost everybody, and they made it. The Jets, on the other hand, all we do is make excuses on offense all year. But Mike, let's get to another game that we just love the outcome of. <laughs> Me and you were feeling this one. Chiefs, Dolphins. Me and Mike both picked the Chiefs. We, we both were riding with the Chiefs before we knew what the weather was going to be. Once Mike sent me that it's going to be a negative 20, I was like, oh, this is a wrap for the Dolphins. A wrap. And Tua looked like a frozen popsicle stick out there. You can barely move around, Mike. Threw the ball to Hill. Hill made a great play for the one touchdown. Um, he was wide open all day, though. Tyreek Hill seemed like every single play couldn't get the ball to him. He's just standing there in the pocket, bouncing around, too, like all over the place. Um, They got whooped. It's one of those things, Mike, that... People that were kind of de- we, we talked about this on the phone last week, you and I, Mike. People that kind of doubted the Chiefs. I mean, you, you can't look past 
that playoff experience, which seems kind of fugazi sometimes. But you get into these these games like this. It's cold. Chiefs just figure out a way to get it done. 26-7 wasn't the greatest game of all time, but they move on. And the Miami Dolphins, Mike, like you said the whole year, anyone that would listen, a fake football team. A fake, scheme-dependent, fast football team. Uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa, they started calling them Tua Turned a Ball Over. They started doing that in the midseason. Because when you make him play quarterback, you can't. And everyone knows it. It's not a, this isn't, you know, new. Um, he got annihilated. And there now they got a decision to make. Now, he led Tua, the league, in, in passing. He led the entire NFL. So, yeah, he's got to get paid. I mean, Daniel Jones got paid $42 million a year. Yeah. Are you telling me that Daniel Jones is better than Tua? No. Like, he... You can say what you want. The man deserves a contract. Yeah, yeah. The thing about the Miami Dolphins, they're forty-two million over the cap right now. Okay, they got they got free agents that they got to sign Wilkinson and all those cats. You got to pay Jalen Waddle. So what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Like you got decisions to make. Okay. Yeah. And now I've been reading about a couple of things. Oh, they may not pay to it and go sign Kirk Cousins, or they may. Go ahead and look at feet. I've heard a bunch of stuff. It's all that, but the, the Miami fans are not happy and they shouldn't be. Yeah. Because they haven't won a playoff game since Bill Clinton was in office. 23 years, yeah. I mean, 20, 24, yeah. Count, 24 yeah, years now, count, yeah. Like that, that's right. Almost a quarter of a century, they haven't won a playoff game. I mean, the Detroit Lions, I'm so happy for them. And we'll get into their game in a second. But like, you could see the fans crying. Eminem was on there pleading, pleading with Stafford, like, bro, look. <laughs> Look, let us get this W. So, and they were crying. like So that moves me so much when I see yep. stuff like that because I know the struggle. I know oh, yeah. the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The Dolphin fans know the struggle too. And that's what happens when you get – and let me tell you something. What's worse than what the Jets have had, meaning we never had even a good quarterback. We just drafted scrubs. We knew to turn away, okay, quickly. We did give Sanchez a contract, but it wasn't a long-lasting. We were able to turn yeah. Y'all paid Tannehill, cycled, mad years, nothing. Y'all yeah. had Fiedler, cycled, mad years, nothing. Go ahead and pay two of 50 million. Go ahead. Y'all gonna just continue. <laughs> At least we fail fast and pivot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was, uh, and two, and uh, you could see Tyreek Hill was upset. But yeah, Mahomes, man, I, don't be surprised, guys. Do not be surprised if the Kansas City Chiefs end up back in the Super Bowl. Because that defense, Keith, that defense yeah. is real, bro. And yes, yeah. yes, they don't have receivers. But I did see Kelsey give a former, like, a, just a shadow of what he used to be. And if he could just keep Taylor away yeah. for a couple weeks, you know what I'm saying? Let him yeah. get that mojo back. I could definitely see them back in the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, and the Chiefs offense, I mean, when you look at the end of the season, I think where guys get drafted, Mike, often is how we frame their skill level. As last year went on, you saw at the end of the year in the playoffs, they kind of rode Pacheco in the playoffs. And in the Super Bowl, he had a touchdown, remember? Um, and the end of the year this year, if you look at his carries every game, when he's playing, they just they, he gets the ball a lot for KC. Because like Mike said, they don't have the weapons they had in the past. I mean, Mike, Kelsey, I love him. I've had him on my fantasy for a long time. He's not, doesn't look like at least the same player, right? So there you see every game, they have Rasheed Rice, and then who else? And for Rice is a rookie. So the fact that they've been able to do what they've done, it, it, to me, it, it's pretty remarkable. Um, the Chiefs, and again, they whooped them this game. The Chiefs, they played great. Defense played great, like Mike said. That's the reason they won the game. And 
23 years, 23 years, going on 24 years with Dolphins with no playoff wins. Jet fans, we have been in the funk. We have made the playoffs for 13 seasons. That's rough. That is hard to deal with. That's hard psychologically. Longest drought in the league. And still, you're like, wow, they haven't won one in 20. They haven't won a playoff game in 23 years. That's floating out there for the Dolphins fans. One more season, I'll have to deal with that. Mike, let's get to this next one. Packers, Cowboys. Now, this is just... This game brought a lot of joy to, I think, most of America. Because we debated, Mike, you didn't see, but on the chat with a bunch of our, our buddies, we debated, you know, why they're called America's team, where it started, you know. And it, it, I, I'll look at, just so fans know, an NFL Sims writer dubbed them America's team when they made a video package for the 1978 Cowboys season. Okay. And then a Cowboys PR guy rode with it. They, you know, they they, they ran it to the ground. They, they they marketed it, Mike, and now we are here. Here's where we are. Um, they are the most popular team, the most expensive, the, the most, um, the team that's the highest value in the entire league, Mike, all those things. But they also, with that, bring a lot of people that just do not want to see them succeed because Cowboys fans are irritating as hell. Seaman A. Smith being the biggest hater in the building, Mike. Um, I thought... Honestly, coming to these playoffs, Mike, I thought Cowboys, Ravens, Niners, the Chiefs were the three best teams in my mind that had the best chance of winning the Super Bowl. That's that's where I was at. I, I thought Cowboys offense is one of the best, or if not the best in the league, or first or second in on yards. Their defense is top five. They have all the pieces. And then in the back of my head, I would say, and even when I pick my sheet, Mike, I'm like, damn, it does seem like, though, for some reason, they're snake bitten with Dak in the playoffs. And then this game starts in the Packers, Mike. The Packers and Jordan Love, they just start blowing their doors off. And they, they tried to get back in at the second half there, Mike. They put some points up to the Cowboys, but it was too little, too late. Another playoff disappointment for the Cowboys. The number two seed just lost to the seven seed, Mike. Leads to all type of other questions we'll get to. But the game itself, what were you thinking watching that one? I was at Buffalo Wild Wings with my family watching the game. And it was just really... I felt like, I'll be honest, um, as a Jets fan, we live in this Jets world. I know we're a team of, uh, of one of the biggest cities, biggest city in the United States. So we have a huge media presence, but like we have our own little world, right? And when we suck, yeah, people poke fun at us, but it's more like, cause we're, we're just trash bag and we can't do anything. But when I like literally watch the Cowboys begin to fail, it's like something I have never seen. It's like the entire country unites and just Full destruction. They weren't even down 14 yet. And the tweets and the memes and the emails and the texts and people at Buffalo Wild Wings getting up, throwing napkins like, I've seen enough. I'm out of here. My kids are like, Poppy, what is, I'm like, yo, look, you don't, guys, you don't understand. I had to leave, man, because it, it got rough in there, bro. Like, I, like, I don't feel bad for Cowboy fans because they're obnoxious. Yeah. Right. They just start winning games. We them boys. We them boys. I hear it all the time. You know, they yeah. they think like they they are that. They think they're the Yankees. They like Yankee fans in a way. Yeah. Somewhere. Without without like a modicum of the same level of success. Right. right as the Yankees. You know. Right. Right. And so, yo, um, this to me, we know that they failed in the past. They lost to the Niners. They should have. They were the number two seed. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. For all the points you just said, the offense, yeah, defense, the quarterback playing MVP level, their kicker, their kicker is in the Pro Bowl, right? Everything, yeah, every, everything, bro, bro. That team up and down. You look at that roster, you're like, yeah, you should be in the Super Bowl, like, yeah. no questions, okay? And so, 
to get an ass whipping the way they did. Like, bro, it was 48 to 16 with six minutes wow. left. Son, Jordan Love looked like Aaron Rodgers. He looked did. like him. Okay, there was one throw. I don't know if you saw it. Where he like went out and then he, like the way he won it, I'm like, son, that's Aaron. He looked great. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know what I'm saying? And the biggest winner out of this game, guys, is the GM for the Packers. He had taken a lot of heat drafting Love. Took a lot of heat shipping off Aaron Rodgers. Took a lot of heat all the way up. And now yeah. they have the youngest team. Second round. I mean, look, I'm not a fan of him, obviously. But hats off to you, bro. Like, y'all, yeah. I mean, I think they're going to get destroyed by the 49ers next week. But huge <laughs> W. And for the and for the, for the Cowboys, and we could get into this discussion. But I think it's a foregone conclusion. They're going to go get Bill Belichick. I don't, I don't think... There's any hesitation here because, we, and here's my reasoning, Keith, and you can you can uh, shoot it down. Jerry Jones is 81, bro. Yeah. This isn't like he's running out the clock for, he's running out the clock on life. He doesn't have, I'm not trying to be mean. Like, I'm just saying he's 81. And, yeah. and, there, and there comes a time where the mind isn't, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, I got to win now. Yep. Well, who out there gives him the best chance? The guy who's the second most winnings coach of all time the guy who has six super bowl the guy who knows de has defensive experience and offense you know what i'm saying like i think there's a foregone conclusion i don't care about you know the whole thing about the decisions and stuff like that i think it's a match that is inevitable and i think that's where bill belichick is gonna end up yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised but um like me and you we're going back and forth about this a couple days ago the only way that would work is if the way the structure set up now changed because there's not a world where Bill Belichick is taking player personnel advice from Jerry Jones. Right. It's no chance. And uh, Mike, when Parcells is there, I think Jerry Jones held the title of GM, but he wasn't drafting players. Bill Parcells was taking Romo and Ware and all these guys. Um, it'd have to be a similar situation like that. And that's not out of the question at this point. You kind of maybe put your pride aside. It's not like they, it's not like their roster's bad. They've drafted good players. They have talented players. But... The head coaching choices maybe haven't been the best, Mike. And your quarterback, although he's a baller in the regular season, I don't, that Dak Prescott's better than any quarterback the Jets have had in my entire life. Oh my goodness! Uh, not, not even close. close. But unfortunately for him, just like until Lamar Jackson proves otherwise, and Kirk Cousins, great regular season quarterbacks, but you have to prove it when it matters the most. Eli Manning's not a legend in New York because of his regular season stats, even though Mike he compiled a tremendous career. He's a legend because in the playoffs he balled. Mark Sanchez still has respect right. in New York, not because of his regular seasons where he was mostly a scrub, because in the playoffs he balls for us. That's why we still right. love for him. So that's where you got to kind of show up um, to me. And Belichick going to the Cowboys, like I don't think that's very far fetched. I think that you take a guy like Jerry Jones, and he just always wants the best. I want the best of everything, right? Um, that's the best coach in theory, right, in the history of the NFL. Um, I think that, like I said, as long as things were altered a little bit when it comes to the hierarchy. I think Belichick would be open to it, um, for sure. Get out of that freaking cold weather, get into that nice dome down there, chill out, playing Dallas, America's team, number one team on the planet of Earth. Touching back on a great point you made, though, Mike, I want to get to with the Packers and their general manager. Took a lot of uh, a lot of flack for how he handled Rodgers and Love and everything like that. Those are the tough decisions you have to make. He made them. Jordan Love, before this year started, I saw him play a bunch. I did not think he was very good at all. Right, right? It's right. a small sample size, so kind of hard to judge him. But the first month of the year, he was good. Then he had a lull. But the past six weeks, seven weeks, Mike, he's playing as good as any quarterback in the NFL. 
So, so good, um, you know, kudos to him. Aaron Jones, too, Mike, has four games in a row with 100 yards. Now, he missed about seven or eight weeks, so he's kind of fresh as can be. He just had the four best games of his career in a row. So the Packers, are they might have found something here. They're like one of the teams kind of hitting their stride at the perfect time. So we'll see what happens yeah. next week versus the Niners, Mike. Um, next game I want to talk about, we spoke about a little bit, Rams, Lions. Lions edged them out, Mike, 24-23. Detroit had one playoff win since 1957. Forget about the Dolphins, uh, you know, putrid record. They've had 23 years, Mike. Forget about the Jets in our last 13 years. Their history going back 70 years is just next level bad. Yeah. Um, a level of a level of futility that few teams in all of sports, any sport you name, Mike, approaches. The Lions and the Browns are the teams that keep the Jets from the conversation as the worst team in the league Correct. all the time, right? So them just them existing is helpful for us. But instead of hating on them, when I saw the Lions, what the same reaction that you had, Mike? Oh. Uh, those fans. Other teams' fan bases that face a lot of flack and have been tortured like ours. Oh! Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you doing? Just so everyone knows, Sammy's just moved into a new house and has a baby coming. He has 5,000 yes, people sir. on his life. So he's been a little bit busy lately. Just jumped back in. Sammy, we talked about Texas uh, and the Browns, Chiefs, Offense, Packers, Cowboys. Talking about the Rams and the Lions right now and how. When I watched the game, I was pulling for the Lions, even though I picked the Rams on my sheet. Just because, look, the Rams have had they won a Super Bowl a few years ago. Lions have won. These people in the stands, I feel like a kindred bond with fans of those teams. We're yeah. like, you've won nothing. There's kids there, 15 years old. They're like, my team has won nothing. There's people there 40 years old. Their team has won nothing in their whole life. Finally got a playoff W, Mike. What do you think about that game, Sammy? Rams-Lions, probably easily the most exciting game of the weekend. Yeah, easily the most exciting. I had Lions taking the W all weekend. They didn't cover for me, but it doesn't matter. They took that dub. Like, I'm happy <laughs> for the fans. I think the coolest part about it was the end. Just the real emotion from the fans. Like, there were dudes, like, grown-ass men crying right. in the stadium. Like, it was, like, I, I don't know. I really appreciated that as, like, a fan of the Jets, who also we put everything into our fan base and our fandom and our team. So I appreciated that for them and that city to, like, take a W after so long. Sammy, like, years. I need stuff like that because, like, this year was the I was the most down I've ever been as a Jet fan ever. Like, like, I just wanted to put my head in the sand and just not even acknowledge football anymore, you know? And... I watch that game and it it reinvigorates why I watch it because I don't know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I've won, I've seen playoff wins. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the reaction of like finally because for them, winning a playoff game is like us going to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like they have won So they men crying, and I think I personally think guys, I think the Lions are going to the Super Bowl now. I don't know why. I just I have a funny feeling. I don't know. I. But anyway, I digress. But that seeing that, I, that's the stuff that makes me be like, you know yeah. what? That's why I'm a fan, man. When I saw yeah. the Saints, when I saw the Saints win the Super Bowl, Keith, and these this old man, he's like 87 years old, and he's just on the floor with his wife crying. Like I'm like, yeah. that's the sickest thing. When the Cubs won the World Series, and this old dude goes to his father's grave with the chip, is like pops. We did it, and his pops his whole life saw the never got to see him win. And then the son in his sixties is like, "We did it, Dad!" Like, <laughs> you can't, you cannot define. That's good as that. I mean, that's why 
that's why we love sports. I mean, that's why people are invested like we are in fans are invested. You can't really beat that. When I allow myself to the times when the Jets lost to the Steelers, you know, and we lost the two AFC championship games in a row, when I allowed myself to daydream about being in the Super Bowl, every time I do it, I feel like I'm going to get emotional. So I don't even think about it. I have to block it out of my mind. Because you think about going to games since you're three years old at Shea Stadium and the whole way through and all the games and all the torture and all the times watching at home with your friends and out at bars and all the bullshit and the fights in the parking lot, all of the things. And then if you finally win, it's like, it's like validated. It validates your fandom. It makes you feel like all of this time I put in, all of this love I have for this team and the text with my friends and the stress and all of it validated the second your team wins that chip. But for Lions fans to another level, just winning the playoff game gave them that. So sure. my hat's off to them, man. Um, guys, Steelers, Bills. I thought this game was going to be a beatdown when it started off early. Won't talk about it too much. Steelers pretty much, I mean, the Bills controlled most of the game. I thought the Steelers made maybe a better game at it than I thought. When you watch Mason Rudolph play, it's like, sometimes the stats don't look bad at the end, but he always looks bad to me. I don't know how to explain it. Like It's like when I used to watch Kaepernick, I'm like, he looks like a bad quarterback. And then the stats would be okay. Um, that's kind of what Mason Rudolph looked like to me. They, they hung in it for a little bit. The Bills look great. Like, this is what happens every year, though. The Bills win a first-round playoff game. Allen has a great game. And now everyone's all about the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I noticed. And, guys, I noticed it. I noticed. I, I noticed. Thought, right, Mike? I noticed something about him. When he, like, let's just say he has an amazing throw. People will tweet about it, be like, Allen, touchdown. But when he runs and does something on the ground, it's like everyone just loses their minds. Yeah. Like, that run... I saw a million retweets, Bleacher Report, you know, Sports Illustrated. Oh, Josh Allen, he's that, he's him. You know, all this type of craziness. Okay, he's an athlete, he runs, man. Like, I mean, like, what, am I missing something? Like, you guys get all puffed up, Mr. January and Romo's off, you know, going nuts. I mean, he hasn't done anything yet in his career of note to be putting him on the cover of Madden and stuff. So let's just let's just kind of hold real quick, guys. He's gonna go against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at home. Uh. Should, take care of, should take care of business. And again, yeah. me and Keith, Sammy on the show, we've never said that Josh Allen isn't a baller. We know he's a baller. We know he is. But do not come and hit our intelligence and act like this guy's some great passer of the football. He just led the league in interceptions this year. He had 18 interceptions. So um, he's a great quarterback. I love him to be the quarterback of the Jets, but the teams that win the Super Bowl every single year, for the most part, when you look at their quarterback, it's not a guy that turns the ball over a lot. Right. Uh, so Josh Allen is tremendous, and he can change the game, and he did yesterday, and he's a problem passing. He's a problem running. He's a unique, unique talent. I think, Mike, I can only really think of, like, Cam Newton, people can say Big Ben, but Big Ben was slow. He would run, but he was like slow motion. Cam Newton and Josh Allen, they can move and are big and have cannons, right? So they're unique players, but I think Cam and Josh Allen fall to the same category, Mike, where they are turnover prone. Um, and it's sometimes hard for them to make the big play, but hey. Look, look. Dan, Dan Poli, Allen better than Herbert. That's not a uh that's not a, that's not a subjective opinion. That's a, someone who's a he's a, a hater. hater. He's a hater. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, that that's like me when we were talking about Tom Brady or, or, or even Josh Allen. I don't like them. I don't like two. They're in my yeah. division, but yeah, he's, you know. Come on. That's fine. That's fine. And look, um Herbert last two years, last year 
kind of puttered out when he got hurt. He got hurt this year, too. So we got to see him make a whole season and play healthy before we start putting Herbert up with the elite, elite quarterback. But I don't know if Josh Allen, to me, I don't know. What do you think, Sammy? Is, like, Josh Allen in the discussion of the super elite top of the NFL QBs right now? Is that where you think he's at? Uh, I think he is just because quarterback play is not super great lately, <laughs> to be okay. fair. Um, yeah. What makes him really good now, to be honest, is James Cook being really good. Yeah, that's opened up a whole new world of possibilities for him that he's never really had before. Where James Cook is a beast. That guy eats like every Sunday. He's out there getting seventy yards and a touchdown, like pretty much on a weekly basis. Yeah, uh, catching another thirty out of the backfield too. So having that piece has been super important for them being able to push the ball downfield. Uh, because Diggs hasn't even really been doing as much as of late, and they're still winning, and Allen's still putting up good numbers. So that is a little scary because he's been playing really well. But again, he turns the ball over a million times, and that team stinks. And like TJ Watt was out. Like they're they threw a stat out of the Steelers were like three and eighteen when he's out of the game, like something yeah. silly. Where you're when you throw it out, you're like, oh well, obviously they're going to lose today too, right? Yeah. Because why would they win? Um, so when they get a good defense, we'll see how he does. I, I think he's going to turn it over a lot. A team that can drop everybody in zone and rush four against him and get to him is going to be a huge problem for him. Yeah. Um, and and we've seen are, that forever. And the Chiefs are able, man, they can generate a lot of pressure up the middle with Jones. I mean, they, they've had the build. They've had great games. Karloftis is a beast. Yeah, like, tremendous. So I don't know. Beast. I mean, the, the Bills are going to be favored in this game, guys. Um, I'm, they're, they're the home team. I'm sure they'll be favored in the game. They're playing well. They've won what is it, seven or eight games in a row now. And like Sammy said, since they started really featuring Cook, very strange. I mean, Diggs is – I had him in fantasy. Diggs didn't really ball the last month of the season, six, seven weeks. And their offense has kind of pivoted and continued to play well. So um, good for the Bills, I guess. But versus the Chiefs next week, I don't know. We'll get into that in a second. We'll get to some of these prediction guys. The last wild card game, that we're going to want to talk about some of these free agents, Mike, that are out there. Um, Bucks eagles Another game where, wow, man, you talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think, are the biggest disappointments of the Browns getting smashed. That could have gone either way. Cowboys and the Eagles, I mean, these are teams, obviously the Eagles come up the Super Bowl last year, but they didn't have a lot of momentum at the end of the year. Jalen Hurts seemed like, I know he had, Mike, he had a finger injury, I understand that, but he seemed a little bit off, that offense seemed a little bit off. Um, never got back on track, Mike, and then played the box, a hot team. Baker Mayfield's playing the best ball of his entire career. Mike Evans dropped two passes yesterday. I couldn't even believe it. Still had a great game. I haven't seen him drop a ball the whole year until yesterday. They still won the game. They could have won, even though the score was 32 to 9, guys. They could have had two more touchdowns if they would have just caught the ball in the bucket. Let's be real. This game could have been worse than this, which is the crazy part. But what do you think, Mike? Um, Eagles get bounced. I know you thought the Bucs would win. But I don't think you thought the Bucs would destroy the Eagles like this. This was this for me, Mike, a big surprise. At almost as big a surprise as the Packers getting whooped. Uh, the Packers taking that W, Mike. Yeah, I had Tampa Bay winning just because I've been watching the Eagles play. The Eagles were my preseason Super Bowl favorite along with the Ravens. And uh, they have been the biggest disappointment. Started 10-1, and one, and they've been 1-6, I think, in their last seven. Yeah. And again, you could blame the quarterback. You could blame – I mean, I look at that secondary. It was just getting torched. And that's the reason why I picked Tampa Bay because I just thought that – you know, their weapons that they have, they were just going to attack. And without an A.J. Brown there to, to, to offset that, but I didn't expect them to get destroyed like this. It's probably because Matt Patricia is just combing the sidelines, wiping out any success you have anywhere. I mean, <laughs> so look, those coordinators leaving really hurt them. Uh, I don't know if their coach is going to be able to survive. 
Um, I think he probably will. Um, they still are a very talented team, and yes, they are a huge disappointment. But am I like feel bad for Philly fans? I mean, they got a chip, so yeah, I mean, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. I'm sorry. Like my boy Stefan, I told him, like, bro, you saw a chip, bro. Relax. Like you know, yeah. it is what it is. You, you just go on the next year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah. So look, they got a young team. They got a lot of talent. AJ Brown's not like they'll be coming back next year, ready to roll. So. Uh, Sam, that's a question I wanted to ask you. You think that the talk of Sirianni maybe being on the hot seat, that's a little ridiculous considering they were in the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> There's no way that guy gets fired. Uh, I, I picked Tampa to win too, but for a different reason. Uh, Todd Bowles just has Philly's number. He always calls a really good defensive game against them. They always get pressure on Hurts. They always fuck up the game plan like every time they play them. So I knew Tampa defensively, and then when A.J. Brown went down, I was like, oh, that's a lock. Like, they're easily going to win this football game now. Um, I don't know why he made that change defensively. Like, you spent the whole season with a dude. You're going in the playoffs. I know you're not playing great, but, like, the offense isn't playing super well either. You're not barn-burning teams. So um, to make that change, like, so close to the postseason is weird. Uh, that showed because I thought the defense was trash. Like, they're supposed to be really good. Like that's yeah. They just got Jalen Carter in the yeah. draft. And you're like, oh, the rich get richer. This defense, unbelievable, blah blah blah. Um, and it's like the Cowboys game, and it's like, oh well, let's blame Dak. Like, forget that. That defense was trash the other night. Like, yeah. where were they? They were absent. It was just like True. you're watching one guy, one team play football. You know. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, some of these teams, the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Browns, that have defenses you thought might be able to really hold it down in the playoffs. That is not that has not happened at all. And you know, I should have I should have paid I didn't put as much thought into that game as I should have because even if you think about it, guys, when they were 10 and one obviously their one loss was to the Jets when they were 10 and one. But yeah. 10 of those wins, like seven or eight of them were by like three points or a touchdown. So even when they were 10 and one, not that it was Fugazi, 10 and one, 10 and one. But they weren't blowing anyone out then either. And then hit the down strokes. I, I should have paid more attention to that man. The Eagles kind of faded out at the end of the year here. That leads us into these next round matches. We'll get to those in a second, Mike. Let's talk about a few other things. We have a few little jet notes to get to, Mike. I know um, free agency, we're far from that. We have the draft coming up. But there are some interesting guys that already, if you look, already being floated out there, Mike. Mike, what's up? Did you hear? Sammy, I don't know if you heard this, but there's a tweet out there saying the Seahawks could drop Jamal Adams. And the thought of the Jets picking him back up Mike, no, 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 you send him to wherever the new island for waiver guys is. You send them there. (laughs) Here's the thing, Mike, Jamal Adams, forget about all of the off the field stuff, his exit, his immaturity, all of those things, how he played himself, the whole nine, embarrassing, he's crying, he wants to kill himself, he's on the Jets, he goes to see off, they win nothing either, forget about all that type of stuff. He's not good at football anymore. No. So just just football, yeah. just talking football. I don't know. No, his contract. He's hundred percent getting cut. Hundred percent, zero percent chance with yeah. that contract. He's coming back to the Seahawks next year. Yeah. So he's either coming back to the Seahawks on a restructured deal, which is theoretically what he might have to do because his agent will know how much interest there is out there for him, which I can't imagine is going to be a lot. I'm right. sorry. Right. Um, when it comes to his coverage skills. He's as bad as it gets in the league. And 
how you know that the sore spot for him is that he has to attack people's wives on the Twitter when they when they put him on blast about it. So you know it's a subject that doesn't make him happy. Um, he tackles well, but that season when he had all those sacks, the next year he had no sacks. So if, if the only thing you're bringing to the game is that you're a good tackler and you're generating sacks on the safety spot, which is like such an anomaly. A, a safety getting sacks at that volume, it's an anomaly. It's a cute, weird thing for a season. But you need your safety to cover people. Yeah. That's half the job. You want to tackle well, but when you're not good at half your job, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have that much excitement in bringing Jamal Adams back, Michael, and I can't imagine there's a single Jet fan out there that's hyped about that either. I just can't, Mike. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But there's a bunch of free agents out here um, that, you know, I wanted to, to um, play a little game with both of you guys. I want to play this game called Tag or Not to Tag. So, <laughs> okay. A lot of times, guys, we see these names and we're like, oh, he's going to be a free agent. And then yeah. tag, tag, <laughs> yeah, sure. tag. Yeah. Nope, nope, they're not available. So I'm going to go through real quick, guys. We're not going to get into the super details on free agency. We'll have another thing where we'll get into salary cap and all that stuff. Sure, but I'm sure. just going to go through each of these sections and I'm just going to ask you straight up tag or no tag. And I'll do one with you. I'll do one with you. And you guys just just hit me up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna capture all of it. And then when we come back and do our free agency, we'll look into some of the guys that we, yeah, think we are we're gonna actually hit the market. So, right, cool. guys, we'll do the first one easy. Quarterback. Okay, we are going to get a veteran quarterback. They've all said it. It's gonna happen. We're trading yeah. Zach Wilson. This is what's happening. History. Okay. So, a couple of guys. Uh, I won't even get into Kirk Cousins because that doesn't make sense. Baker Mayfield, that doesn't make sense. Gardner Minshew, tag or no tag, Keith? Oh, no tag. No, not at all. Okay. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Sam. No tag. No tag. Drew Locke, Keith. <laughs> Look, if he got tagged, then everyone's getting fired. He's gonna be, they're going to burn down the fucking building over there <laughs> in Seattle. So, no, I don't Jim, think so. Jim, I, I mean, Mike. When you think about QBs that could get tagged next year, I mean, I don't. There's not that many I think that are out there, and off the top of my head, at least, you know. There's only maybe cousins that I maybe cousins, yeah, and, yeah, and, and Baker Mayfield. The rest of these guys: Drew Locke, Josh Dobbs, Jason, Jameis Winston, Tyler Huntley, Sam Darnold. They're all going to hit the free market, so we're going to have a bunch of guys to bring back. I don't know if I'm bringing Sam back. I no. probably would try to get a Brissett if I could. You know yep. what I'm saying? Or, uh, you know, or Ryan Tannehill. That would be my preference, but that's the quarterbacks. All right, guys, okay. run, running back. Mm. Derrick Henry is going to be a free agent. Yeah, he's not getting tagged. I don't think so, no. Agree. Saquon Barkley, Sammy. Oh. Ooh, that's, that's he, a tough one. Was he tagged? He, Last year, yes, he was. He was, he was right? Um, I'm going to say no. Interesting. Okay. I don't okay. think – he's like – their money's tied up in DJ, dude. They're gonna, they're in some trouble this offseason. So we'll I see. agree with Sammy because if you tag them two years in a row, that percentage goes up. Yeah, it's really high, high, it's really high too. Like, and yeah. I don't know financially if they can take that hit, so that gets tricky. But I'm gonna say no preemptively. Wow. If he hits the market, I've already heard it down here in Houston. There, the Texans are gonna be all over that, all over that cat. Yeah, that uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, Keith. I don't think he's going to get tagged because I think the Raiders are going to figure out a long-term deal with him. So I'm going to say okay. no. Okay. Yeah. Tony Pollard, Sammy. Oh, no tag. You think he's going to hit the market? I think Jerry Jones probably pays him. 
Or Jerry Jones is like, I like Dowell, then I'll go draft another guy. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> Last one here, Austin Eckler. Oh, man. I don't know, because of the age. I think was Eckler's hitting 30, I think, right? So I'll just, I'm going to say no, just based off that. I think Eckler's going to probably be the top. I think he's the top free agent running back in the don't, I don't wow. think he's Because, Mike, they just drafted, he was a little disappointing, but they drafted Quentin Johnson. Kelly didn't play that bad. They're gonna they have a huge contract here for her, but I don't know, man. Like, I think he's gonna be a free agent. I don't think he's getting tagged up. Eckler. Yo, so you guys said Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, all hitting the market. Yeah. Oh man, that's a, that's a powerful RB class. But that's with the two. Remember, because Barkley is gonna be tricky depending on what the money looks like with that Giants organization, and then. Pollard, I think they maybe try to throw some money at him, but I don't think Jerry Jones cares enough. Like, he didn't set the world on fire this year. Yeah, Pollard wasn't – it happens all the time, man. You see these guys that are the complimentary back who ball right. when the guy in front of them is there, and then they, when they're just by themselves, there's no Elliott. He was okay, right. but he wasn't some great running back. You right. know, he wasn't He wasn't a top – to me, like a top 15 in the NFL running back. So, we don't know – and the Cowboys, they have so many players. But a compliment to Brees Hall. Isn't it? Yeah, but and then also, Mike, like you said, that – the coaching situation in Dallas, that'll say a lot about who's going to be there, Mike. Um, it's true. If Bill Belichick is in the building, Bill Belichick's not franchising a running back. No chance if it's Bill Belichick. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Tight end, Dalton Schultz. Oof. He's probably going to be the best tight end. I don't know if there's a tight end out there that seems to – I could see that maybe tagging him, though, because he's been a big part of their offense, especially the second half of the year. Um, I'm going to say no, but if there is one that could get tagged, I think it would be Schultz. Um, I think he's probably the best free agent tight end out there. This year. Yeah, you're right. Gerald Everett, Hunter Henry, Drew Sample, Mike Kosecki, Adam Trotman. None of that. It's, yeah. it's Schultz. So if I he doesn't get them, that team's super young. I could see them tagging Schultz and biting the bullet on that, too. I could you. see that. I could okay. see that, too. There's oh, there's a bunch of okay tight ends out there. They're all okay, but none of them yeah. are, I don't think, franchise tag level. Agree, agree, agree. Now, a subject close to our hearts offensive tackle. Extremely important. Tyron Smith from the Cowboys, 34 years old, really good pass blocker, but, you know, he's starting to get up there. What are you thinking? You think they're going to tag him or no? I don't know, man. That's tough because if you tag a a tackle, you're talking big-time money for the top five tackles in the NFL, and he's 34 years old. At the same token, that's like a linchpin of that line. Are they going to let him walk? I don't know. I think that's another guy, Mike, that – the only reason I'm going to say no is I think the Cowboys will figure out it. Um, okay, so you don't think he's going to be available? No, no, no. I don't think he's going to be available. Okay, that, that, that's for the Jet fans. Okay, so yeah. most likely. And you think the same thing, Sammy? We're not going to get yeah. a chance at Smith? He's a yeah. guy I would love to bring in. Especially if they cut Pollard, they're going to be like, we'll use that money and allocate it here. Okay, okay. Yeah, and Becton last year gave up 17 sacks. That's not going to work when we have Aaron Rodgers back there. You can't have your left half giving up 17 sacks. Becton started off okay. Then really went downhill the rest of the season. So someone's coming in. I think a left tackle. I don't think it's going to be Becton there next year. Love it to be Smith, Mike, but I don't know if that's going to be realistic. What about Trent Brown from the Patriots? Oh, that would be a tremendous one. He's another guy up there in Ains. Uh The Patriots are in transition, man. Since they're going to be rebuilt, since they're going to be rebuilding, I don't see them tagging. Him. I think he. I think he's going to be out there, Mike. I think that's a yeah. possibility for us for sure. You know. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, my same thoughts, too, because they're in full transition. New yeah. coach. They're going to be drafting a quarterback, most likely. You know what yep. I'm saying? So uh, I, I completely agree with you. What I don't know about this guy. I wish we had Dan Scampoli on. Uh, Jermaine Elamunor. Where's, where's Scampoli? We need him right now. I just. 
I don't know. I, I, he's a, but he's a tackle. Oh, and the other guy, Jonah Williams from the Bengals. Yeah, I think I don't, all those guys. I think will be on. Actually, no, they'll all probably get resigned. You don't see, you don't see tackles hit the free agent market really, right. unless they're older. Unless they're older. So I mean, unless you're above thirty, and even if you're above thirty, if they're still playing well, you don't even hit the market. It's so hard to get them. You know, that's why Dwayne Brown still started this year up on our team, thirty-eight years old, because um, tackles are so hard to find. Like I think we're gonna have a chance to improve ourselves when it comes to tackle on the draft, and then a, a second level free agent. I don't know if we're gonna get any studs. I think they're all gonna probably come back here too. Okay, okay. Real quick, I'm just going to hit edge rusher. I know I really shouldn't, but I, I but there's a couple of names here that intrigue me. Josh Allen from the Jaguars. Oh, that's a good one. I think that, I mean, I could see him coming to the squad, but my thought would be, um, first of all, I, I don't think the Jaguars tag him, but that, that's, a, that's a possibility. That's a 50-50. But I think Bryce Huff is the guy on our own yes, team. I know. That, you know how I was going there. <laughs> yeah, he's on this list because – Bryce Huff had eight sacks last year, and is, is it someone you would consider franchise tagging? Because do you pay Bryce Huff for one season the average of the top five ends in the league? That's tough, man, because there's so many other good players on the D-line, Mike. They probably, if they were going to do that, Mike, they probably have to cut somebody like JFM to do it. Um, I don't know, that's tough. I think that Allen's going to be back with the Jaguars. When it comes to us with the Jets, I don't see the Jets franchise tagging Huff, but I can see them restructuring some other guy's contract trying to bring him in on a three or four year deal. I could see that for Brian. Yeah, I, I think I have a feel, guys, that um this screams to me sign and trade. So basically find a trade partner, get compensation, and then you know, franchise tag him and then trade him away. I don't want to do that. I want to pay him because that's what go good organizations do. But they grow Brian, we drafted players at his exact position in the first round too. that's what i'm there but that's exactly what i'm saying yeah it exactly. just makes sense we took it's the germane it's the it's the the fact that we drafted a first round pick is exactly the reason why i think they may just because they weren't expecting keith sammy they weren't expecting huff to do what he did if they if they did expect that they would not have restructured carl lawson they would not have done all the things that they did. When he came out balling like that, they were like, oh, snap. Okay. And you they know? might not have drafted Will McDonough. They might have grabbed a wide receiver, you know, in the right. middle of the first round there. Right. Right. Yeah. And we didn't see McDonald uh, at all. So, like, we saw him at the end a little bit. So, maybe they really like him. I mean, it, yeah. it depends who you like the most, right, if you're the Jets. Like, which guy gives you the one thing you don't necessarily have? I think the one big thing they don't have is a, a big one stuffer on, on, like, on that edge. They have a bunch of guys that come off the edge and fly, but it's like Clemens that like really is their edge run stopper and JFM, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, so how many of those guys do you need? Do you, is it true? Do you want six of those guys? Because that's what we're exactly. doing. No. <laughs> See, that's why I think Huff's gonna Huff's gonna either get restructured in a, a team friendly deal or be in another team next year. Mike, we just have too many guys in that position right now. So, on that defensive line, Chris Jones, he's getting tagged. Oh, there's, he's no not way. There's, no, there's no way. DJ Reader, I don't think they're going to let him go. Christian Wilkinson, they will let him go. They can't yeah. afford him. They can't afford him. He's gone. Yeah. I would like him, but guys, the next one, I would love to hear your opinion. Because this, I want I want him back. Leonard Williams. I want him back. I want him back. <laughs> I want him right next to my boy. I want him right next to my boy. I do, son. I do. I'll take him. We don't have to pay him all crazy money. But Leonard Williams, he is a really good 
defensive lineman. I would love to reunite with him back in the gang green. What do you guys say? And to Sammy's point, man, he's pretty good against the run, Sammy. That's pretty much what he does well. When, uh, yeah. We all were complaining about him not getting sacks all those years, which he didn't get a lot of sacks. One thing he did do was stop the run pretty good, man. He's pretty good at that. It's hard to get past that dude. I would I would love getting Leonard Williams back. I mean, that would be – I don't know what the cap number would be, Mike. I know he's still pretty good. He's not at scrub level or anything. He still played pretty decent last year. Uh, that would be that would be great signing. Man. I think – I don't think he's going to tag. I think he'll be out there. And I think it's just a matter of the Jets figuring out the salary cap situation, Mike, and then figuring out that offensive line first. Yeah. Yep. And then secondary, looking at a defensive line. That's probably – if you look at the defense as a whole, the secondary obviously is pretty good. Our linebackers, we got a guy in the Pro Bowl, and we got C.J. Mosley. Linebackers end up being way better than we anticipated. Yep. And even the D-line is good, but like Sammy said, if you picked a, uh, an attribute on the D-line that we need to improve upon, it's obviously that run stopping. It seems we're able to run the ball on this year pretty well. Yeah, yeah. All right, last, last one. This is the most important, wide receiver. And there's a lot of guys. This guy is the guy. Uh-huh. Is T. Higgins going to hit the market? You're, this is why, look, you heard Burrow and the Browns, uh, the Bengals say that he's coming back, which is, you know, Burrow can think that all he wants. I'm wondering financially if that is or isn't feasible. I know the, the salary cap is going to increase. T. Higgins is going to get a pretty, if he gets if he gets franchise tag, he's going to get about $25 million or something like that next year in the cap. Can they afford Chase's contract and him? On the same team at the same time with Burrow and his massive contract, I don't know. Um, I don't know the financials of the Bengals that well. That's the only reason I would think they wouldn't, because when you look at a T. Higgins, Mike, when Chase went down, he is like a number one. He's only twenty-four. He's got the height. He's got the speed. He makes oh, great catches. Um, some people watch Bengals games and argue that he's as good as Chase. Um, I would still probably take Chase, but Chase disappointed plenty this year and doesn't seem as durable as Higgins too. So I don't know. I would love to bring Higgins in. I think him, Higgins, and. Darren Wilson with Aaron Rodgers, I mean. Oh, my word. You're just that, – that's, that's problems for the whole entire NFL. Oh it's word. just so hard for me to envision a player like that at his age that good hitting the free agent market. It's hard to envision it. Um, so I would think the Bengals would probably, just like it did with um, a lot of other players in the last couple of years, they'd probably figure out a long-term deal with him and get it done before it comes to being tagged. Okay. okay. Sammy, you agree? Yeah, I agree with Keith on this one. I think – the good thing for us, though, is there's a ton of really good names out there on the market. Yep. Listen to, uh, I'm still holding out hope that the Raiders decide to do the unthinkable, don't hire Antonio Pierce, and then they trade Devontae Adams to oh. the Euro- Jets, oh, right? Yeah. Like, we're not even going to open that can. Like, I just think there's other, like, Mike Evans is out there who would be a really nice number two on the other side. Like, there's a lot of really good receivers that are going to hit the open market, I think, um, because the receivers are going to ask for more than teams, I think, are going to want to pay them this year. But yeah, yeah. That, kind of level out a little bit. That was the next name. You think Mike Evans is going to hit the market? Yeah, I think he will. I don't see why he would. I mean, actually, he's the kind of guy that would want to finish his career in Tampa, so that might be hard. He might yeah, be I don't think Mike Evans is getting tagged. You can see stand. after the year he had, he had – Right. 2000 and 2022 was not really that good, but this right. year was a whole different different season with with Baker in there and um that pretty much Baker and him made the offense go the whole season. That's the team. That's that was the offense right there. So if they let him go, they're gonna have a huge hole. But it's like, where is he at in his career? Does Mike Evans think that the Buccaneers next year, Baker Mayfield, gonna make a run? Right. The Super Bowl, or does he go? Oh, the Jets have one of the best defenses in the league, and they have Aaron Rodgers, and they have Garrett Wilson. That's a team with a much better chance. 
to win a Super Bowl. If that's where he's at, he's won a Super Bowl already. Don't get me wrong. I know he has the woman's race. But if what he wants to do is finish out uh, on a playoff contender, I, I can't guarantee the Bucs are going to be in the playoffs again last year. I don't know if Baker Mayfield repeats the same season he had this year next year. It's not just a, it's not a foregone conclusion that he will. So if I'm Mike Evans at his age, after all the years he's played on the same team, I want to explore free agency. If I'm him, I want to, I want to hear what the Jets say. Do you think Pittman stays in Indianapolis? Well, that, probably, yeah. Like Pittman probably stays, but then Ridley's a free agent. Gabe Ridley, Ridley's the guy that I was going to mention. If, of all these guys, he's the one I bet we get because I've been reading a lot in in uh, you know from with the Jags. Obviously, I got Trevor Lawrence in our dynasty league and. They weren't really happy with Calvin Ridley, and I don't think they're going to be giving him the contract that he was looking for. Yeah. Um, and so I think Ridley's going to try to find a situation where he can have success, and he's going to look at Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be intriguing, and look how they don't have another, you know, wide receiver there. So I don't think Ridley's number is going to be that high, like how much we would have to pay a Higgins yeah. or have to pay an Evans. So I, to me, of all these guys, Ridley to me makes the most sense as uh, come becoming a Jet next year. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me too, Mike, because everything I've read is, is, you know, he had an okay season. He was fine, but he wasn't, you know, maybe what they thought he was going to be. Right. And I think he, you might see him at this point in his career. He might be someone that's better suited to be just that number two, playing off a really ridiculous number one, like Garrett Wilson. Might make the most sense for him to come here to the squadron. And I don't think Pittman's leaving Indianapolis. I think they just they drafted the quarterback last year, top of the draft. He's a big target. Before he got hurt, Richardson, him and Pittman were kind of getting into a groove there. It looked pretty good. Um, so I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Pittman will be back, but I think Ridley's going to be on the free agent mark. I think another name you hear Mike um, talked about and a guy that maybe Aaron Rodgers just wanted this previous season was Odell Beckham Jr., who didn't play that bad for the Ravens. wasn't great, but there has to be – we need a legit number two wide receiver option here. I don't know if it's in the draft or if it's in free agency, Mike, but this list of free agent wide receivers, one of these guys has to come to the squad. Are you are you both open to the uh, to the possibility of getting a Rashid a uh, um, R- Rashid Shahid? Okay, yeah, from New Orleans, returner, re- punt returner, Pro Bowl, right? Yeah. Uh, and and you could see the skill set. It didn't. It never truly exploded. But I wouldn't yeah. mind giving him like. Oh, a Mike, game. that's a guy. That's a guy that I hate giving credit to because one of my nemesis is have him in fantasy football. But um, Dwayne, you know, Dwayne has him on the squad. But the guy, when you see his yards per catch, is ridiculous. He'll get five targets and have 80 yards in a game. Um, you know, he could break, break it down the field, look like he has good hands. That to do with Aaron Rodgers, that could probably have 1,000 yards if Aaron Rodgers is quarterback, for real. Um, he's like a low-key, really good wide receiver Yeah, most people don't know much about. If you go look at his game log and his targets, I mean, this dude has, I don't even know if he had 100 targets this year. Um, but he had really good numbers. And the year before was the same. And Derek Carr is good, but Derek Carr is not known for throwing the ball down the field, as we know. That's right. not his main attribute, right? Aaron Rodgers, even at this age, can sling the ball down the field still. So, uh, Mike, that, that'd be a really good guy to put in there. I, mean, I think anybody that actually can make an off, uh, a defense focus on them uh, and not just pay complete attention to Garrett Wilson, who even with defenses game planning against him, scheming against him for two years in a row with the worst quarterbacks in the world, still has a 1,000 yards two years in a row. So imagine what he could do with other weapons and a really good quarterback. Garrett Wilson unbelievable. Um, but, I mean, Mike, that's going to be, I think, I think in the draft is where they're going to address the defensive line, the offensive line, but I think free agency is where they're going to get some of these wide receivers in here. Yeah, but, yeah, I, mean, I think, I think Cobb is history, and there's even an outside chance they just eat. Um, they just have that dead money on the cap next year, and they cut Lazar, too, because he was just absolutely useless. Just, just to say for the record, too, that last couple games, I spent a lot of time watching Brownlee. Um, 
And he look, he runs basically – he runs the same as Garrett Wilson. Like the guy's always open on the field, so they might really like him too. And the free agent, Darnell Mooney's pretty good, man. Like he was really good two years ago. Justin Fields, obviously, we know can't throw the football. Two years ago, he still had 1,000 yards and a bunch of t- tutties. And then last year, not so hot the year after. But that's another kid. He's young, big physical freak. So – one one thing I just want to mention is, um, you know, our cap situation is going to definitely take some uh, some finagling to get it to where we want to get it to. Um, I'm listening to Rich Samini in his last uh, show, and he mentioned that um, don't be surprised that the Jets make some surprising moves uh, and and re- and trade away some young talent that will secure you know draft capital or uh, uh cap relief and he mentioned someone like michael carter the second who's the number one ranked um slot corner in the nfl right now yeah you can trade him away and get you know picks uh you know um and whatnot so he said don't rule that out because they're gonna have to do some uh magic here to to make things work right but two biggest things we have to address the offensive line have to there's no question and we need to get another weapon outside of um garrett wilson and that's what jd is going to need to do uh next year into 2024. what do you guys think about hollywood brown um from the car he was injured this year and their quarterback situation was kind of a mess till murray got back he's another guy that could potentially be hitting the free agent market probably rated a little higher than i mean he's a little bit better than mooney and, and beckham and some of these guys but behind probably the other receivers we mentioned would that be someone you'd be interested in bringing in to, to kind of pair with Garrett Wilson? Yeah, the money's right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, like, he's not, I think he's been, I know he's got hyped as being, you know, the next like, you know, Tyreek Hill when he came in, he's going to catch it and run all over the place. It didn't happen there. Um, with the Ravens, but it's kind of different with Lamar Jackson, different type of quarterback. I think with the Cardinals, with Murray out, you didn't really see how good he was. So uh, I don't know, man, he's, he's coming to his free agent year. So I don't think they're going to attack him either. Marcus Brown's not someone that's going to attack, but that'd be, Kind of a low-key big addition to the squad he's going to get 10 or 11 million dollars a year probably um he's that level of receiver i would like to see him manage the squad but like mike said man we know what the holes are um we're gonna have a big free agency period big nfl draft coming up this year because like we said roger down roger said man if they don't win next year everybody's done. so that's the way i think joe douglas is going to approach next season i don't think he's thinking too much about 2025 and 26 and 27 Joe Douglas and this regime has to win next season. And there's no excuses. There's no excuses at all, guys. Uh, you, want, you want to get into some of these playoff games real quick? I'm going to get out of here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keith, I think Ravens will win. I think the Chiefs will win. I think the Detroit Lions will win. And I think the San Francisco 49ers will win. Um, I think we're on the same page, man. I think Bucks Lions is going to be a good battle. It's like To me, that's like a. And that's a that's a 50-50, but the Lions do have the momentum. Like they've won one playoff game in 70 years. They're gonna win a second the next week. Is that about to happen, guys? Uh, that's, that's hard for me to that's hard for me to envision, man. So now that I'm thinking about it, I think the Bucks are gonna win. I don't think the Lions are gonna win. That, they're not gonna have that much just too much joy for Lions fans too quick. Todd, Todd um, going to the NFC Championship. <laughs> yeah, I think Bulls, I think they're gonna figure them out. I like the way they're playing. Um, I think the Niners win, of course. Chiefs Bills, man, that's a tough one. That's a home game for the Bills. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Chiefs because I hate Buffalo so much. Gonna go with the Hart there, Mike. And then Texas Ravens. I gotta go. We're just going with the best player, Keith. We just don't go against Jordan. We never go against Jordan, right? We're not going against Patrick's the best until you beat him. 
I'm picking Patrick. Yeah, I mean, all logic says the Bills, I should pick him. I'm just not going to do it. I hate them. And uh, Ravens, Texans, that, that's an easy one. I think the Ravens will win. I think Texans are good. I think Texans are going to be a problem in the future. Um, but they're not there yet. They're not a complete team yet to really beat the Ravens. So that's where I land on that one. What do you think, Sammy? Yeah, I'm on the same page as Mike. I think Dan Campbell over there and those Detroit Lions take a W for sure this week. Uh, Niners, to me, Niners and Ravens this week just proved to me that they're the two best teams in football. So we're going to see them in the Super Bowl. I'm going to ride that whole wave all the way down to the end. Um, And Bills kiss my ass. Uh, Kansas City all day. They're throwing. Did you see that play? They're throwing a snowball while the guy's trying to catch a touchdown pass. This is yeah. kind of BS that I'm talking about. You can see it on live television. They're going to get hopefully smacked. Taylor Swift will be in attendance. Jason Kelsey, retired, will be in attendance. Fearing on Travis, hopefully. <laughs> take that W. I, everything that has to do with Taylor Swift, it's just like, I just, it just, everything bothers me about it. Everything. So when they, I understand, like, she's a huge star, but they showed her in the friggin' booth dancing around <laughs> with, and Patrick. I wish they had the clip. I wish they had the clip. And they, and no, like, I know that she, like, performs professionally and sings, but you didn't look like it in that booth. You know what I'm saying? And then you're next to Patrick Mahomes' wife, who's just, like, the definition of cringe in every fathomable way. On and off the field, that woman just gives me goosebumps in a negative way. Um, to see them just like dancing around together, and it made me want the Chiefs to lose the game. Uh, <laughs> I can't even lie to you guys. But same token, guys, I think they come away with the victory. Among the tremendous <laughs> conference championship games. But the whole Taylor Swift thing, man, personally, just she came on the scene, and Travis Kelsey is garbage now. He is a scrub week after week. And if you look passes, at the game logs, you're like, dropping passes left and right. Travis Kelsey used to be like 15 targets, 150 yards, two touchdowns. And then you're like, this guy has 20 yards. <laughs> this guy, I'm in, His I'm in the new name is Ma'auto, remember, right. dude? It's Mahomes in, and Ma'auto. I'm in right? fantasy football finals, and he drops a one. <laughs> a one point. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, And it all coincides. Taylor Swift comes in his life. Scrub. So look, there'll probably be a song in the future, number one hit, written about Travis Kelsey. But I'm hoping he gets over this in the offseason. We get back to football next year, Travis. You know what I'm saying? Let's get back to football. Get over this. Get over the Taylor Swift thing. And then she'll use that, Keith, she'll use that single to go out and buy the Kansas City Chiefs. There you go. There you go. And then she'll be in her own owner's booth doing her stupid Oh, man, I just had a horrible thought. Oh, my goodness. If they go to the Super Bowl, if they go, the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, you know half the week is going to be Taylor Swift. Half the week, Keith, in ve- and they're going to come where you live. Yeah. They're all the Swifties. The whole yeah. army's coming where you live, bro. Um, it, you already know how it will be. It's going to be nuts. I mean, look, if you are if you like Taylor Swift's music, rock out. But it's a little delusional. Taylor Swift fans this week might be giving themselves credit for, like, the ratings of the NFL. Yeah, I'm I like, this, they're the top 50 programs in the United States to that their football games. Whether Taylor Swift's there or not. You That's know what right. I'm saying? Like, so that, that stuff kind of drives me crazy. But it was good to get us all back, man. A nice long show this week, guys. Um, we'll get back together next week, top it up. Hopefully have the Wookiee with us. Bring the Wookiee back into the mix. Talk some more playoff football. Last year, all of our picks were really good last year. Um, my picks, obviously, were stellar, and I won. This year, guys, the worst picks ever made in the history of picking games 
by your boy right here. Don't listen to anything I say for these playoffs. Everything I just said for the past hour, disregarded. Because I'm, I'm clueless when it comes to this year. I have no idea what's going on with the playoffs this year, guys. But I think we covered everything, right, Mike? Yeah, we did. All right, cool. If you want to get at us or support us any way, shape, or form, where can they do that, Mike? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. We are on Facebook at AEBG, not Jets Radio. On X at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, on behalf of the number one high school football coach of the news today, Samuel Hare. My name's Keith Farrell. See you next, next week, everybody. Peace out. Peace.